Hello, forward thinkers. I'm your host, Dr. Jamie Rasmussen, and welcome to another episode of Habits That Heal, a podcast created to giving you the tools and insights necessary to protect your greatest asset, your health. And today's episode is supporting others on their healing. In the last 50 years, your parents' approach to health has led to a 1,200% increase in chronic illness. Until the conversation around health changes, you can expect your results to be the same. If you're okay with a life filled with unnecessary suffering, tune out. If you're ready to break the cycle, let's get to work. In this episode, you will discover the mindset shift necessary to ensure whoever is in your life on a healing journey that you give them the support necessary to get the best results possible. Throughout my time as a doctor, what I've found are the patients who get the best results in my office are the patients that also have the best support at home. So that's why I'm shooting this quick podcast. Hopefully I'm inspiring some of you who have a loved one who is on a healing journey. Really all of us are on a healing journey throughout our lives. But if you're having one that's specifically trying to overcome some kind of chronic illness, super important that you listen up and then you start to apply some of these strategies and insights. So this weekend, I've had so many aha moments. The last year, I think, could be summed up as the year of empathy for me, and I still have a long, long way to go. So much of my existence has been clueless in creating stories for other people's behaviors, which basically it just leads to me being frustrated and disconnected from my patients and my loved ones in my life. So this year, I've made a really strong effort to shift and move more towards a place of empathy. And then really it's a place of vulnerability on my side. Vulnerability is a very, very popular word right now, thanks to people like Brene Brown, whose work is brilliant. If you have not gotten into Brene Brown, get into Brene Brown. The reason vulnerability is so important and why it's a necessary tool in empathy is because you're admitting that you don't understand where the other person is. You you don't know what it's like to be in their shoes. In my profession, I have many people come into my office looking for me to be the authority and the expert on health and healing and their specific condition, whatever they're struggling with. And for me, many, many years, I told myself the story that I can't show that I don't really understand what it's like to be in their shoes. Even though I've helped so many people with migraines, I really had no idea what they were truly, truly dealing with. And I never really, really will. Every once in a while, I would get a glimpse at that. We'd have people write up their stories, their personal stories of transformation in our office, the most inspiring, incredible stories. It's like, I had no idea your migraines were causing that, or I had no idea that your fatigue and loss of energy was leading to this. Just incredible trends, or like what they had tried before. A lot of the people in my office, we are not the first thing they try. We're like the last resort. So, so many people had been to doctor after doctor and specialist after specialist seeking out help and not getting results. And then they end up in our office, they get results and their life changes. But I have no idea because I've already told myself, yeah, it's not fun to have migraines. Well, I had no idea. This weekend, I read a book called 10, A Memoir of Migraine Survival. It is a beautifully written story by a a woman who suffered from migraines from the time she was a teenager till the time the book is written, chronic migraines. In fact, 
at the end of the book, she had been in an episode of a five-year-long migraine with 10 out of 10 pain. Three pages were filled with all the different things that she had tried to overcome these migraines. But what she does in the book is really, truly opens up and really black and white lays it out there that we have no idea what she's going through because she puts on a mask. And so many people put on these masks because we've been conditioned that way. We don't want to show that we have weakness or that it's a struggle. And when we do open up, what happens so many times is people, since they're not in your shoes, they don't truly understand. There's there's not that empathy there because they've never been through something similar. Or even if they have been through something similar, it's not the same as your situation. So they can't connect to it. So it, what they do is they minimize it. And I feel so terrible because even in some of these podcasts, the one I recorded on migraines, it doesn't do it justice. It doesn't do the true suffering that somebody who struggles with migraines has to go through. And again, people come into my office and they naturally minimize their symptoms to me because that's how they've been conditioned. And they probably are minimizing their symptoms and their struggles to you because they don't want to be seen as weak. They don't want to be seen as less than. And probably you've said something to them before in the past that really cemented in their mind that you don't understand what the heck they're going through. Something like, come on, you got to be doing your stretches again. We need you to do this, this, and this. Oh, it's just a headache. Or why do we have to cancel plans again? It probably wasn't intentional, but what it did was it reinforced that you don't know what they're going through. But here's your chance to make it right. Two things I want you to do. Number one, create space for healing. And number two, never, ever, ever minimize what they're going through. Okay, what does making space for healing look like? Making space for healing looks like saying, hey, I see that you're struggling with a really intense headache right now. Why don't you go to bed and rest without any connotations of guilt attached to it? Or when they're stretching and you know that they could be doing something else that would serve the household, you don't bring that up. You don't say, hey, I noticed there's a basket full of unfolded laundry. Can you do that before you do your stretches? Or another appointment, we have this to do, this to do, this to do. Whatever it is, chances are life is trickling in and making this person feel guilty that they're taking time to work on themselves healing. But the bottom line is they can't pour from an empty cup. And if you keep draining their cup by stealing away their time from healing, they're never going to be able to fully refill that cup. So yeah, that might mean you're doing double time as far as doing chores around the house or bussing the kids around or whatever that looks like, but it will pay dividends down the road once their cup has been refilled and you get a full energized, fully engaged version of that person back in your life once the healing has happened. Okay, number two, this one, it's, it's so knee jerk when we say things because we're frustrated probably with something going on in our own life or the fact that we do have to sometimes pull more weight when somebody is on a healing journey in our life that we say things that minimize it and we, we just, you know, we poke the bear and we say stupid stuff that makes this person second guess their choices about healing. Stop doing that. Try and have a little delay between your brain and your frustration and your mouth. Instead, offer words of encouragement. Say, hey, thank you for taking time to do your at-home exercises. Thank you for taking time to make your chiropractic appointments. Thank you for taking time 
for meal planning and for putting together meals that help all of us heal and impact all of us in a healthy way. Make sure that you're honoring this person and thanking them for all the work and energy so they don't feel guilty about it. And so they continue to make those choices and they continue to heal. And here's the bonus one. It's the vulnerability one. It's the one that I mentioned before. It's okay not to know what that other person is going through. And here's how how you do that. You show up and you say, hey, I have no idea what kind of struggle you're going through right now. And And I never truly will. But if you want to talk about it, if you want to open up about it, you can. No judgments here. And here's going to be the hardest part for guys. You can't solve their problem. She's not opening up and telling you what it's like to struggle, hoping to get a solution. Your job is to sit there and love on them, and that's it. Not come up with a solution, but love on them. So there you have it. I'm going to do a really quick recap. Create space for this person to heal. Stop minimizing what they're struggling with. And number three, be vulnerable and just listen. Then a beautiful thing will happen. Your loved one will actually do the hard work necessary to heal. They'll stick with it and eventually they'll get better and you can feel proud knowing that your support and understanding helped make it happen. We'll talk soon. And now it's time to turn ideas into action because ideas without action are useless. So get to work. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you're listening to these podcasts, do it and please leave a review. And if you want to get a hold of us, you can follow us at Health Path Chiropractic on Facebook or Instagram, or you can follow us at pathoutofpain.com. Thank you.